live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwam. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwam. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Yes, it is. Hour 2, T-Row in the Morning Show. Live at Arlington today, I'm Toby Rowland. My very best friend in the entire world, T to the J. Perry on the other side of the glass. Thank you for tuning us in. Uh, Busy weekend on deck. I'm down here in Arlington because of baseball today. Noon today, OU and Northwestern State. The series moved down to the home of the Texas Rangers this weekend because, well, it's really, really cold in Norman. So, uh, TJ. Toby. I think the OU players are excited, you know, not that they wouldn't like a home game, but it's cool to play in a major league park, and they had a good time last weekend. The Northwestern State players are giddy. Oh, I imagine they are beside themselves. Northwestern State has never played a baseball game in a major league ballpark. Really? That's cool. In the history of the program. Well, good for them. The last time a Northwestern team, period, Played in a professional sports arena. Their men's basketball team in 2013 played a game in the FedEx Forum in Memphis. Uh, baseball has never played in a major league stadium. So there's going to be – I was listening to their head coach last night at an interview with him online, uh, Bobby Barbier is his name. And uh, – there's going to be very much like a Hoosiers moment this morning. Like, they're going to come out. When they get to the stadium, he's like, I'm going to take them out on the field. I'm going to let them look around and gawk at it for a while. And then we're going to go back in the dugout. We're going to put our uniforms on, and then it's business. <laughs> <laughs> Measure the base paths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same as we got at home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, cool for them. I mean, Major League Ballpark. In distance to a Wild Packers. What a weekend for those guys. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And it's going to be warm. Roof's closed. They were. They thought they were going to have to drive. They thought they were going to have to drive eight hours on a bus to Norman and play in frigid temperatures. Now they only have to drive four hours to Arlington, play in a heated ballpark, and it's the home of the Texas Rangers. So... It's worked out well for Northwestern State this week. <laughs> so far, yeah. Right. Hopefully OU can put three lumps on their head while they're here, but we shall see. They're two and one. Uh Northwestern State took two of three from Stephen F. Austin last weekend. Uh 
OU's going to face their ace today, Cal Carver. He's a lefty. That's a It'll pitcher's be, name. Yeah, car, carve him up. Carve him up. This will be the fourth left-handed starter OU's faced in the first five games. Carver's the only loss they took last week. He he had a very good year last year. He's a first-team all-conference guy, Southland Conference. He's their ace, but he had a rough start in the season opener and took a loss. So it'll be Jake Bennett against Cal Carver today. TJ, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe they shared this last week. I, I was looking at it last night, and it, I had kind of forgotten. You know, Jake Bennett was the opening day starter for OU a week ago. Mm-hmm. It is the sixth time in the last nine years that the opening day starter for OU has been a Jake. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> Jake, Jake. What, Jacob Evans, Evans, yeah, 2014. Jake Elliott. Oh, Jake Elliott, that's right, yeah. Started the season opener in 2015 and 2016. <laughs> Jake Irvin. Yes. Started the season openers in 2017 and 2018. And now Jake Bennett in 2022. How crazy is that? Isn't that weird? Four different guys. Apparently, if you want your kid to be a pitcher, name him Jake. He's going to do that or sell insurance. In the last years, who are the only non-Jakes to be opening day starter for OU? There's two of them. One guy did it one year. One guy did it two years. I couldn't tell you. I have no memory Think of those Think about things. it, TJ. Last year, who was opening day starter last year? Um, Cade Cavalli. No. No? Cade Cavalli is one of the answers. Cade Cavalli was the opening day starter 2019 oh, and 2020. I'm stuck in 2020. Last year, um, Cade Cavalli uh, played for the uh, <laughs> yeah, AAA right. affiliate um, of the Washington Nationals. I just skipped over the 21 season. I, I'm Who blanking on last year. was last year's ace Friday night starter last year? Don't look it up. I'm not looking it up, and I'm going to feel stupid, but I'm completely blanking right now. Wyatt Olds. Oh, that's right. Oh gosh! I just, yes, I feel stupid. I couldn't come up with Wyatt Olds. You got to lock in today, man. You were, you were, you were. I'm terrible with names show, and remembering and names. Wyatt Olds. I'm horrible. Uh, so Jake gets the ball today for OU. Jake Bennett versus Cal Carver. It's a high noon showdown in Texas today. Uh, let's see if I got any other nuggets here about this game to pass along. OU playing in a major league ballpark for the 10th time. Today will be the 10th game in the last four years they played in a major league park. They are 6-3. and three. They've had a good record in major league parks. They beat Minnesota at Target Field back in 2019. Remember that game, TJ? Um, 2020 is the year they went to Minute Maid and... Got the no-hitter against LSU. They also beat Arkansas down there. Lost to Missouri. Last year, they played two games in this ballpark. Beat UTA. Lost to Stephen F. Austin. And then last weekend, they played three games down here. Beat Auburn. Beat Michigan. Lost to Arizona. So, six and three in Major League ballparks the last four years. Today, will be they'll play games 10, 11, and 12 this weekend. And then... 13, 14, and 15 next weekend when they go to Minute Maid Park again down in Houston. Um, uh, Pitching so far. They had the one bad game against Arizona, but other than that, it's been really good. 
The Sooners have allowed only one home run and have given up only two wild pitches so far. Both are best in the Big 12. They have also issued only 11 walks through four games as a pitching staff. That is second best in the Big 12. Kansas has only given up uh, seven. And, and this is something to keep an eye on because last year, uh, first innings were a nightmare. OU got outscored in the first inning last year. I think it was 76 to 29 or 79 to 26. Saying I got it written down here somewhere. Uh, 72 to 26 last year in the first inning. I mean, they were constantly playing from behind last year. So far this season, a small sampling, four games, yet to allow a first inning run. That's good. See if they can keep it going today. So 11.30 pregame. Then tomorrow, Bedlam basketball, 11 a.m. back in Norman. Uh, Baseball, 6.30 tomorrow night in Arlington. Game two of the series. 5.30 Sunday night will be the finale. There is another series going on in the building this weekend. Uh, TCU and Nebraska will be playing each other. That will be good. Nebraska picked to win the Big Ten this year. TCU obviously has a good club. They got a new head coach. Remember, uh, oh, what's his name now? Is it A&M, TJ? Uh, 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 Oh, God. See, now I can't think of it. <laughs> TCU's head coach with the funny name. Uh, 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 Schlossenbergers. Jim Schlossnagel yeah. is now at Texas A&M. So Kirk Sarloos has taken over as the new head coach at TCU this year. So TCU and Nebraska will be uh, playing the uh, other games all weekend long here in this building, which uh, that'll be fun. Uh, we got Skip Johnson coming up live at the bottom of this hour. Uh, something that was pointed out to me in Lubbock that I had not thought about, but I have researched it since. I was talking to one of the assistant coaches, basketball assistant coaches in Lubbock, and he said, is it always this way in the Big 12? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, no freshmen play in this league. And I was like, Huh? And he goes, think about it. Like, who has a freshman that plays in the Big in the Big Twelve? It's all juniors and seniors, or super seniors now. So we got to kind of rattling it off, and I later went and kind of hit the Google machine. Obviously, Tyrese Hunter at Iowa State is going to be the freshman of the year. He's an excellent player, second leading scorer. He's having a great year for them. And Baylor's got two guys that have contributed, Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan. But, like, that's it. It, it. K.J. Adams has played a little bit for Kansas. It's entirely possible huh. C.J. Noland is on the all-freshman team in this Just conference. by numbers. Yeah, he's averaging four points a game. And nobody else is close to that. Which is a massive no shift in the sport. No freshmen playing. I hadn't even thought about it. I had nothing that even I registered needed. with me. Um, Everybody's getting transfers. It's all transfers, or uh, you know, the guys that get the extra year right now with COVID. Yeah, I mean that's that's a shift away from what the sport was trending ten years ago. It was all well, how freshmen many times- and sophomore. 
loaded I, I would rosters. argue two years ago. Like, how many five-star freshmen have we seen at Kansas or Texas that have been superstars in this conference, yeah. you know? Tons. They come in, they play one year, mm-hmm. they go right to the NBA. Right. There's none of, like there's none of that this year. I, I think that I hadn't even thought about it, but maybe part of it's coincidence. Maybe part of it is the whole COVID year you brought up. But we've also got the G League now, which means more well. We've got high school kids going to the G League now. We've had the G League, but we got high school kids going straight there, some of them, instead of going to college, which means fewer five stars to go around and play right away. And this transfer portal thing is changing everything, Teach. Why bring in a freshman that might leave you if he doesn't start right away and – doesn't know what he's doing yet it's 18 years old rather than go get a junior or senior from another school that is an old man and has been in the weight room and knows what he's doing and is excited to be at your school because he's played the last four years at Austin P you know I I hadn't thought about it but that's pretty amazing that CJ Nolan no offense to the bull love the kid I don't see how he's not on the all-freshman team this year you're basically Maybe even Bijan. You're basically going out and you're getting men and saying, yeah. you know, I'm not going to play the boys right now. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it sticks or if it's a one year phenomenon, but it well, is interesting. Football, we already know the dynamics of the NIL and what it's going to do. Basketball will shift things dramatically, I think, and having kids make that decision of the G League easier if they're signing endorsement deals in high school. Bronny signed a high, uh, an NIL deal the other day. High school kids in California are allowed to sign NIL deals, and he signed with the uh, the underwear company that Baker's with, the PSD or whatever it is. So Bronny's already got NIL deals in high school. Um, so that will shift some philosophy and thinking by kids too on what they do if they've got money coming in other ways. So, I don't know. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of basketball players though signing NIL. No, there's not. I mean, obviously his name is what got him that, and probably Dad just called the company and said, "Hey, give him an underwear deal. He needs some new drawers." Um, but you're right. <laughs> I'm tired of having to buy the kid underwear. <laughs> it's coming Please out of my deal. budget's tight right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why you would want to go get a kid that you're still trying to develop. Unless he's a Kevin Durant. I mean, you got Kevin Durant out there, whoever, that's just a no-brainer, then you go get him. But otherwise, yeah, why wouldn't you want a 21, 22, 23-year-old man? Because you can't even, like you say, all right, well, you would prefer to bring him in, teach him your system, your culture, bring him up through that, and then when they are juniors and seniors, they're the leaders of your program, and they know that, okay, that's great. That's the way it used to be. Yes. That's ideal. But you can't trust them to stay. Like, they come in, don't play right away, boom, transfer portal. So OU's got three freshmen coming in next year. All highly thought of. Mm-hmm. The kid out of Germany, the point guard out of Vegas. They got, they're all really good players. 
I mean, do you trust they're going to stay for the entirety of their career at the University of Oklahoma? Oh, I don't trust any player. Unlikely, uh, right? Any player in any sport, I don't n- any longer trust that they're going to be there the entire four years, three years, whatever it may be. That the window you used to have for them, not any sport, no, especially basketball. I, mean, I was looking at at the Texas Tech uh, roster the other night out there. Uh, twenty four uh, ages. 24, 24, 23, 23, 23, 22, 21. Those are the guys that are playing for them. Just out there I mean, beating up 18-year-olds. That's an NBA team. Right. It's a young NBA team is what they're fielding, age-wise. So Maybe older than the Thunder. Yeah, maybe. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Brings you the $8.99 listing fee, but through the end of March, if you're buying and selling a home, he will list your home for free. F R E E. That sounds like a good deal. Free. Find out how he's going to do it, what you need to know on that. 405 361 3380. Check him out online. Saxon Realtygroup.com. the Roland household, by the way. There's some discussions going on these days. What? Well, we might have to give uh, Terry Saxon a call. We'll see. Probably not, but the conversations are being had. By who? You? The Rollins. I just said that. I know, but like, is this the wife and daughter wanting to move? Is this uh, you wanting to move? If it's you, it's nobody's not going to happen. I mean, you have no power around there. To move, and I don't have any power. Nobody's <laughs> wanting to move. I'm just saying things are being talked about. That's all. Huh. Discussions are being had. I've said too much. You've said too much. You've said too much. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Good morning from Minneapolis. Two months into 2022, and we have Iron Privates and Wild Peckers. Are you saying Jordan Coldwire is like the was like Dalton in uh, Roadhouse? Stay warm down there. I haven't seen it. TJ, is that what I'm saying? Uh, quiet guy, unassuming, uh, will whip you when necessary yeah. um, kind of uh, attitude, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Jordan is, like, obviously he's put together well. I think he can handle himself in a fight if push came to shove, but he's got a quiet rage bubbling down deep. That's what I think about Jordan Goldwyn. Ooh, inside information here from Air Force Joe. He sent me a Twitter link. Uh, uh, it's not a Twitter link. Uh, uh, internet link says they are starting to make electric VTOLs, vertical takeoff and landing cars. It's early, but at least some people are working on them. Have a great day, Boomer. Click on this That's link here. straight from the Air Force? Uh, straight from the Air Force right there. Revolutionary. Well, I clicked on the uh, link here. That was probably unwise of me, but I trusted a guy from the Air Force. Uh, a revolutionary electric VTOL vehicles. It's got a picture of one. It looks yeah. like a... Is it a hover car? It looks like a hover car. Yeah. Oh, look at that thing. And it's got... Uh... Oh, that's pretty cool. It's got little... Uh... It's not even really wings. Can't tell what that is. All right. Uh, if you're just joining us, the Air Force is reporting directly <laughs> to our show this morning that hover cars are coming. 
They're working on them. I hope Joe doesn't get in trouble with me saying that out loud. Uh, here's another link from somebody else. Flying Taxi Startup uh, Liam. Is that two eyes? I, I need I need my readers. L I Lilium. L I L I U M goes public. Unveils new electric aircraft. Hmm. Aircraft. Yeah. That could be anything. Forget that. What is this? I wonder if this. Uh, I have to buy some stock in this company. Yeah, get us in early, T. Check them uh, out on I, that. Dogecoin's doing so well. Hey, your twenty bucks is gone. I'm gonna tell you right now. With the the way the last uh, week's gone, uh, your 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 twenty bucks is gone. I'm gonna give you another twenty dollars to put in Lilium. <laughs> no, no, I'm not taking any more of your money. <laughs> You're my broker, man. Come on. <laughs> so it looks like we've got them. They're coming. Uh, how long have we been saying that? I know. Now, I know. I, it is encouraging that we've heard directly from the Air Force today. I also find it very curious that we have not heard from Toby in the Pentagon on this subject, which means something's cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knows something he can't talk about today. <laughs> right. So, both of those are encouraging signs that maybe we're getting closer to a hover car. It's very exciting news. Very exciting news. What else you got for me? Uh, we're, caught, we're caught up. All right. You could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. TJ, will we witness history today in California? I'm going to say tomorrow. Wow. You know they're playing two games today out there. Oh, that's right. They are playing two. Um, Then I'll say game two. Okay. Game two, yeah. OU... Cal State Fullerton at 2.30 this afternoon Central Time. Long Beach State at 5 p.m. You say it comes in the Long Beach State game. I'll say that because I'm simply going on. Boy, it just doesn't seem like pressure gets to her, though. You know, all eyes on you in a situation like that, it may take her a game. So I'll say the second game, yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, Jocelyn Allo, though, by the way, is what we're talking about. She's sitting on 95 career home runs, tied with Lauren Chamberlain for the most ever. Lowe will be out there this weekend, I'm told, to witness, hopefully witness the event. Joss needs one homer to become the all-time college softball home run queen. Will OU be okay winning this weekend if Jocelyn Allo doesn't homer? (laughs) You mean, can they win if she doesn't? Yes. Yes. Um, they can still win. They can still run rule and play a five-inning okay. game. Yes. So <laughs> I was going to say, why ever pitch to her? But then, you know, you're just putting someone on for a two-run shot then at that point. So, I mean, there's no uh, answers with this team. I mean, unless you just don't want to be a part of history. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're Cal State Fullerton or Long Beach State and you're like, we're not winning this game, we just don't want to be on the other end of that highlight. But – I don't think they're going to think I mean, you just that. have to chunk it in the dirt at that point. The one she tied it with was low and outside, it seemed like, if I remember correctly. Or that was one of the ones leading up to it. It's like there's here's nowhere to I, even pitch her. Here's what I do if I'm Jossie, okay? And this is completely selfish. But this is what we're living in the world of the NIL. And we're also – I also don't think it's a, ma- a bad marketing strategy for OU softball. Next, uh, well – yeah, next weekend? Well, the next tournament, I guess there's a weekend in between there. Let's see. 
May, March 10th, 11th. They're going out to Hawaii. Okay, mm-hmm. after this event, they come home, they play Minnesota, and then they go out to Hawaii. Well, I would intentionally not hit home runs if I was Jocelyn Allo. You, you've uh, been big on this. This weekend, I would just swing for singles or or lay down bunts or draw walks or whatever so that she is sitting right where she is now when they go to the island. I'm telling you, TJ, she's already a rock star out there. If she's coming to Hawaii with a chance to set the all-time record, It'll be the biggest thing that's happened in Hawaii since Hawaii Five-0. It Magnum PI, biggest thing that's happened since Magnum PI out there, TJ. I I say OU rolls to Hawaii with Jocelyn Allo on the precipice of setting the record. She intentionally does not homer for the next six games. I can see that, but does it matter? Because every time she hits one there, it's going to be a new record. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> No, she's not she's going to destroy this record. So That's stupid. Uh, maybe it lines up to where she could hit number 100 when she's in Hawaii. That's There you go. Cool. That'd be cool. It's still going to be a giant thing when they come to town or to the country. Uh, that's going to be so cool, man. I mean, she does commercials there. You know, uh, she's all over their TVs. Uh, she's going to roll in with the national champion OU softball team, the all-time home run hitter in college softball history, and it's going to be a giant thing. I are think. you saying dads are having to put out big money for their tickets to see, have their daughter see uh, Jocelyn play in a couple of weeks? Uh, I don't know. I wonder how hard it is to get a ticket there. I would think so. I or bet like... they televise the games on the island and everything. <laughs> I, I don't know. Nah, she's going to break it today. She doesn't care about any of that stuff. She's going to break it today. Probably first inning, first game. Cal State Fullerton. Uh, Somebody's going to, you know, throw one. They think they're just throwing it up and away, a waste pitch, and she's going to knock it into uh, the ocean out there. She's amazing. All right, Skip Johnson live next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back live to Arlington. Sooner baseball today at noon. They open a series down here at Globe Life Field against Northwestern State. And it is our pleasure to be joined right now by the head coach of the Sooners, Skip Johnson. Good morning, Skip. Good morning, Toby. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, series gets moved down here this weekend. Just tell us about that decision and how this all unfolded for you guys. Well, we were kind of looking at the weather, you know, the week out of uh, of last week and just trying to figure out what we could do to where we could go. And we've had a good relationship with the Rangers. And, you know, Ryan Gaines set this still up as we were going through the week and, just looking, trying to put it in a, a bug in their ear, so to speak, and and uh, um, and it just ended up happening. We're very fortunate to, for it to happen because, I mean, it set us back. I mean, I think there's probably still two or three inches of ice on our field, and probably not going to you know dry out. Let's be real cold, and so I think it's really better for our our ball club right now. You're off to a three and one start. Uh, some quality wins in there as well. I would think you're encouraged, happy with th- how things are going so far, Coach? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we can get get, get better with, with some offense numbers. You know, uh, our strikeouts could get better. Uh, you know, our, our our defense could get shored up a little bit. I mean, I, I think it'll continue to get better as, as we keep along, you know, continue to keep along trying to build the confidence as we go through this. I mean, that's the biggest thing is trying to build confidence week to week where they're confident walking out there day in and day out. One thing that uh, has been uh, outstanding, eye-popping so far, is the stolen base numbers. And you mentioned this to us in the preseason, that you wanted to be more aggressive on the base paths this year. But 17 stolen bases through four games is a pretty incredible number. 11 of those came against Wichita State on Tuesday. Uh, Is this what you envisioned, Coach? Is this how aggressive you think your team's going to be all year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, if the game plays itself out that way, I mean, it, it's all about the game. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it, there, there's going to be times where that running game gets completely shut down because they're going to pay attention to it, and so you got to really, you've got to really uh, pay attention to it to do it. And uh, if we can get them to pay attention to it, then some other things might open up. So you've got to really play offense when offense is given to you. I mean, you got to. Run the bases smart. You got to really handle the bat. You got to be able to have back control. You got to be able to bunt. You got to put pressure. And then some days you're just going to have to you're going to have to try to slug it out. And those days are uh, the days that I don't like. But I mean, it's just part of the game. I I think what I hear you saying is because I've thought about this a little bit. It's great. Stolen bases are great. Uh, you get an extra base out of it. That's all well and good. But if you can just get them to worry about your running game, then you maybe a college pitcher out there makes a mistake. Maybe a college catcher makes a mistake. They're not as, uh, you know, uh, they're not as seasoned. And even something bigger happens just because they're so worried about you running. Correct? Well, I, oh, for sure. There's no doubt. It, it's going to open. It's going to open a lot of stuff up. It'll open up uh, 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 pitches. You know they're they're gonna they're gonna elevate pitches because they're trying to hold runners. Um, I mean it, it it opens up a lot of stuff like that for sure. The defense, are, you know, they're worried about um, uh, catching and throwing. And, and to be quite honest with you, Toby, <clears throat> in this day and age, kids don't play catch as good. So you got to really spend your time on doing it because of COVID. I mean they don't they didn't get to, those kids didn't get to play. They didn't get to play baseball for a year and a half. And they just don't play catch good enough. And so we try to spend our whole time doing those things to to make us a better team. You had the one uh, game against Arizona that got a little sideways. But other than that, your pitching has been outstanding. Um, top of the conference in a lot of categories, like home runs allowed, wild pitches, walks, all those. Uh, pleased with what you've seen on the mound so far. Yeah, I think I've, uh, I, they've been themselves. That's the biggest thing. And they've been in control of themselves one pitch at a time. I was really uh, pleased with Carmichael and uh, um, Trevin Michael the other day. Um, I, I would have liked to have got a young guy in there to throw because we have three young pitchers that I need to try to get in there as fast as I can when we get a lead <clears throat> to get them experience for the next year. Uh, they're very important to our program. And uh, uh, and those experiences for those guys are huge. I mean, 
you know, one inning for those guys are like 10 in a, in a year. And so uh, they're, they're, the development part for us is, is very important. And it's, and it's hard to develop in Division One baseball. But going back to what Sandlin did, I mean, Sandlin gave up five runs in the, um, in the, uh, the third inning, but he came back out into a shutout inning. That, that just shows you, you know, how tough a kid he is. And it was kind of a, you know, weird deal. A ball lands in front, another ball lands in front, chopper with third base net. All of a sudden it spins out of control. Here we go. But yet, you know, the next day, Chaz Martinez was really good. And so we're excited about those things, and we got to continue to grow in those areas and try to get, get better, as you well know. I mean, there'll be one day the wind could be blowing out at Eldell Mitchell about 40, yeah. and uh, uh, it'll be like an airport. Hey, what do you think about the walkie-talkies? You like it or hate it? Well, I'm all I'm all against technology. I mean, they had a deal. They uh, they had a deal today that was in. Uh, uh, I read this morning. Hey, college baseball, and they have they have wristbands. You type in, yeah. and they have a yeah. wristband. It's like a, it's like a. I've, and then they talk about the umpires. We we can't get rid of the human element. If we get rid of the human element, what's going to happen? We've got to keep the human element, but I mean, I, I'm with you 100. percent I think it speeds it. I think it also speeds everything up. Uh, they can't steal your sign as much, um, and so I think it's a, a faster way to to give signs. But see, what we're tr- what I what I do is I'm just sitting there trying to give Jimmy a uh, uh, a sequence of pitches to throw, and uh, um, I mean, there's not any secrets. This guy's got to still uh, execute the pitch. It's give not us like an we example. have a Jewish... Give us an example of what you say in his ear. Hey, uh, soft, away, hard in, in whatever pitch he wants to throw in those in those categories. This, guy, this guy's got a quick front hit, Jimmy. And as soon as that, he re- he knows what pitch to, to call. So you're not calling a pitch necessarily, but you're giving him some advice and letting him call the game mostly? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There'll be. A, I'll call a pitch every once in a while. Our picks, you know, a hey, uh, pick it first, inside turn to second. We have signals to give those things out. Fascinating. Yeah. So you will not. I mean, uh, it was Vanderbilt, by the way, that was using those watches the other day. Uh, that's yeah, not course. something you'll look into doing at OU. Oh, if we, I mean, if we can afford it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it if it speeds it up a little bit. For sure. You mentioned now, I'm against, you tech, be, I'm against technology, but I'm I'm, right. I'm 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 always trying to keep up with the Joneses. I got you. If it's going to exist, you might as well take advantage of it. I see. Yeah, at least learn uh, about it. You know, I mean, the game—that's where our game's going to. I need to uh, get the other earpiece to that walkie-talkie so that I can know what you're calling up in the radio booth. Yeah, if you could do that. Fun. I'd like that. You can um, do that. Where do you sure. want to be better offensively? One of the things you mentioned off the top is you'd like to be a little better offensively. What, what does that include? Not striking out and putting the ball in play. If you have a if you have a team that's aggressive on the bases and you put the ball in play and not strike out, you're gonna that's where that's where chaos starts. You talk about a, uh, getting a, a pitcher upset when he can't punch you out. Because all of all pitchers are egotistical uh, people, 
they'll, they'll try to strike you out. You put the ball in play, it just drives them nuts. Noon today, OU Northwestern State, first game of a three-game series. Coach, good luck to you. We'll talk to you after the game today, and thanks for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Have a great right, day. See you soon, right. Coach. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Skip Johnson. Hey, isn't that interesting, Teeds, about the walkie? T- I just assumed he was saying fastball, curveball. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. That's what I thought. And I was shocked that uh, Skip does not like technology. I would have <laughs> assumed he's the one guy out there with uh, any type of device he can get. <laughs> he likes it in hunting. I, be- I was about to say, baseball. if there's some type of scope or something like that that he can use to his advantage, he's definitely got that technology. I was like, so you won't use the watches? Oh, no, no, no. If we can afford it, we'll do it. I just hate it. That's great. All right, quick break. Uh, Porter Moser joins us live next hour. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. We're back on the T-Row in the Morning Show on The Ref. Toby and TJ with you this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Home of the $8.99 listing fee, but right now through the end of March, if you're buying and selling a home, Terry will list your home for free. For information on that, give him a call. Terry and Jackie will be glad to help you out with any information you have, questions you have, 405-361-3380, saxonrealtygroup.com. Just received an email during that break that I noticed. Uh, Fanatics and Major League Baseball would like me to see and purchase the latest and newest Ranger spring training gear, to which I thought, I'll wait and get that on the 90% discount because you're not having a spring training. (laughs) What are you sending that stuff out for? It just makes you look dumb. Come on. This is, uh, you know, that's another, like, sad, uh, you know, side tragedy. Tragedy is too strong of a word. Um, But – like, there's a lot of towns that their complete economy revolves oh, around spring sure. training. Yeah, Surprise, Arizona, a bunch of those places, yeah. Little towns, in, uh, especially in Florida, but also in Arizona, where that's the big deal. I mean, that's what they revolve around, and, yeah, tough deal. Uh, a few texts here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hey, fellas, morning from Arkansas. Did Tory finish the Boeing documentary? No, I have not yet. Maybe on this road trip at some point I can do that. I'm not going to be in the air again till next weekend, so uh, this would be a good time to watch the rest of that documentary on a- airplane crashes. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever a, a good time for that. Still uh, something you're going to think about every time you get into a yeah, plane. Yeah, maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe it's not a good idea. Uh... Is this Jocelyn Allo's fifth year? Chamberlain is still the softball goat. No, I don't think so. No, no, because she's done it in less games than Lauren did, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. I think uh, five I less s- games, I believe. saw a comparison statistically between the two. We did the spotlight the other day. Um, Chamberlain had been walked a lot more than Jossie has, which is an interesting nugget I think maybe it's Chris speculated that it speaks to um Kinsey Hansen and the ladies that she's that Aloe's had behind her maybe a little better than what 
Lowe had. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I'd have to – I don't remember exactly what that lineup looked like. But, uh, no, this is not a fifth year for Jocelyn Allo, right? I don't think so. If it is, and even if you want to uh, – the texter wants to think that uh, Lauren Chamberlain's the GOAT, that's perfectly acceptable. I mean, if you still want to think – She's uh, – we can have two goats. Right, yeah. I got no problem with having two goats. I'm, I'm looking at uh, – yeah, it is her fifth year. 18, 19, 20, 21, this is 22. So but due wrong. to the shortened season, though, she did it in less games, ah, right? 2020, uh, they only played 24 games. Right, yeah. Right, and it's early in this season uh, as compared to – you know, yeah, you're right. Okay, so the, the – you're both right, TJ. The texter and you are both right. It is her fifth year, and she's done it in fewer games. And you can still think either one of them's the GOAT. Like, I'm not going to argue either and way I'm right. with you. You're saying I'm right, too. You're right. We're all right. Yes. Okay. Everyone's all right, okay? Calm feels, down, that Victor. Feels really good today. Uh,. Y'all interview all the coaches, but wrestling. I never hear you mention the wrestling program. How come? Weren't they co-conference champs last year? How about an update on them, Toby? Had Lou Rosselli on not too long ago. I did, uh, I think I did. I interviewed him. I can't remember what it was for. Maybe it was for Spotlight. Was it for this show, TJ? Uh, no, I think it was else? Spotlight, probably. Okay. Uh, I called. Remember I called that uh, wrestling match a couple of weeks back on TV? Oh, oh, that's and, right. Yeah, uh, I forgot. You, we you did do a that. Wrestling, uh, great bedlam match that they had last Sunday. By the way, eighteen uh, sixteen OSU won it up in Stillwater. Each side won five matches. They got OSU got a couple of bonus points, which uh, allowed them to have the victory. But that was a tight one. I, I want to say I saw in the release it's the closest bedlam match since like in nine years or something like that. So. Um, a person would like us to up the amount of wrestling talk on this show. We'll uh, we'll try to do Roman that. Reigns, Brock Lesnar news coming up it next does, hour. Does appear that uh, OU said it in a in a good direction <laughs> under Lou Rosselli. All right, we'll take a break. Top of the hour. We got Porter Moser live at the end of the show. We'll be back.